In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. What's poppin' congregation? Welcome back to another installment of Scam Goddess. It is I, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, and this is the podcast that celebrates fraud and all those who practice and preach it. Amen. Guys, you know I'm very... Yes, I'm very excited, elated, ecstatic. We lit. Happy to be here. We have two amazing guests for you today. They're hosts of the Trailblazing Podcast. Guys, we fucked. The Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. Their new hour comedy special, Our Special Day, is on their YouTube channel right now. Get on the U's and the tubes and click on that right after this. They've just announced a new TV series. Come on, television for Fox based on their podcast. We love Queen, some creative queen. Congregation, please welcome Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Hi, ladies. Hi, Lacey. What an intro. That's Hi. my favorite one so far. Yeah, I was like, you get the best intro award for sure. Thank you. We like to give the girls their flowers while they're living, okay? Not on the tombstone, you know? <laughs> I appreciate that. Like, I'm trying to have a funeral while I'm alive, you know? And I just sit in the back like, mm, I was great. You know, damn, she crying a lot. <laughs> like... I want to pass out tissues at my own funeral. I just want everybody to just be so sad. Uh, <laughs> That's the only we, way to live. Right? I think we all deserve to do that. We all fake our death a little bit, do a little Queen Elizabeth, and, you know, watch from the back. Yeah. See how much we were loved. <laughs> yes. I need to know. Um, so I love to ask in the beginning of the podcast, uh, and either of you can go first, What's your relationship with scams? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Have you ever been scammed? It could literally be anything. Uh, I just like to see where you are on the scam gamut. I mean, if you're going to scam one of us, it's definitely going to be me. Okay, I fall for that shit. <laughs> I fall for that shit. I have a lot of empathy, uh, some naivete, some gullibility. Uh, I was, when I first moved to New York City, um, there, it happened many times where like a guy would at, come up to me and tell me about like his wife needs surgery and I'm mm. like oh my god that's so sad we can't afford it oh my god and then he would walk with me to an ATM and I was like where are we going and he's like can you give us money and I'm like oh yeah and I did like I yeah I fall I've fallen for a lot of shit listen Chris, Christina I'm hearing a little a bit of shame when you say this don't be ashamed of this I've been scammed many times I have also been scammed by the mine was a woman on the street in college who said that her grand, her mother was in the hospital her baby was at daycare and her car had run out of gas so it was oh. a whole situation and yeah. <laughs> she also walked me to an ATM and <laughs> and listen I think that you did the right thing there's no way for us to know how sociopathic would it be if you gave somebody money on the street who said that they were in need and then you came back like three days later okay like, let me see the receipt. You got right. that? You got I that cedar cyanide bill? Like, yeah. how your wife yeah. doing? She get the surgery or no? Right. Like, right. it would be right. crazy. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not, and then they, they just put you in a position where it's I, it's hard for me to say no. So when you mm -hmm. tell me, like, you're going through a hardship, I'm like, I can't, 
I can't say no to that. Corinne's way better at it. I love GoFundMe on foot, works. though. I love me GoFundMe on foot. Like, he was like, I'll GoFundMe, but he's, like, doing the work. He's out here yeah. getting the steps in. I'm not mad at it. And I will say, Christina, you don't even know, like, maybe that worked out in your favor safety-wise, too, because I found out later that the lady who was doing the my baby at daycare, my mama in the hospital scam, if you didn't give her coins, honey, she was hitting people with bricks. Like, you know? Oh, oh my God. So I, saved, so I saved my own life, possibly. Maybe. I've also... I've also been scammed in that I've gotten breast exams when I shouldn't have. Oh, okay, go on. <laughs> I think twice a doctor, like one time I was going to a doctor in the upper, like I was just moved to New York and I needed blood work for a job. I forget what the fuck mm-hmm. job I need blood work for. But anyway, I needed like a checkup, like a standard checkup. And the guy gave me a breast exam and I was like, I left the doctor's office and I was like, wait a second, was that supposed to happen? I didn't think, I, and I called up all my friends and they were all like, Nope. And I'm like, oh, damn. Okay. Okay. I just feel like your titties probably didn't have anything to do with employment. Um, They didn't. They they didn't ask about your titties at the the job house. Now, but okay, was the exam good? Did it feel like a real exam? Was he really checking for lumps and dimples and shit or? He was more like pat, like patting it, like cup, like he was cupping a ball, but it was my tit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, I was like, no. Huh. Oh, as it was no. happening, you had to hold your arm up, you know, and I was like, I don't know. This is supposed to happen. And there was not, he was a male doctor. There was no female in the room. Usually when a yeah, male doctor and a it's nurse. a female patient. Yeah, exactly. Just to like a third party to be there. And there wasn't any, I was looking around. I was like, there's supposed to be like a nurse here. Right. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> not damn it. When, yeah. when Wait, what, the I, never had, I never had an assistant in the room when there's, when there's a male doctor. I mean, oh, I, my OBGYN is female, but I never heard that rule about having like a female. It's not like the airport. Well, whenever there's a female or a male gynecologist, there's always a, has to be a nurse in the room. I always why thought a male it was just not a gynecologist. Rule? Yeah, mm-hmm. I always thought it was just most of my gynecologists yeah. have been male. I will say I, that. And I do prefer a male gynecologist just because I've had women gynecologists. And it just feels like because if they're cisgendered women, they got a vagina. They're, they're like, I got this shit. They putting the duck yeah. lips in all cold and just like, crack, 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 crack. Like, they didn't get all rough <laughs> with your pussy because they like, I got one. It's fine. I know this is fine. But I feel like right. all of the male gynecologists I've had have been like, is this fine? Are you? Do you need more of this cold jelly lube, Miss Lady? Like, they it just feel like they're like a little afraid of the coochie still. Right, right, but right. But I'll say, regardless of point. gender, anytime I've pulled out any genitals, there's always been two people in the room. So. Me too. Oh, I was like, not, not necessarily. I mean, I, I can't, I guess I, the nurse is just like there to like take the garbage and stuff a lot of the time. <laughs> but I didn't know that was like, I didn't know that was like a hard and fast rule. Yeah. Like a third party. Yeah. Yeah. For like, but yeah, this man, he he almost had me when he said, put the arm up. Cause the arm is a little bit a part of it, you exactly. know, but then the cup, 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 I feel but like he's supposed the, to be pinching or something. I don't Right. Mm. Grab it or I, I, I don't know. And I just, I was looking around. I'm like, this is weird. I don't know yeah. about this. And then, yeah, I guess I got scammed into getting felt up. Yeah. That's the, the ultimate scam of being a woman is at some point, somebody probably will do something inappropriate to you. And yeah, yeah. but I'm sorry to hear that, uh, but, yeah, but you know, lived. hopefully the man's wife got his surgery. Uh, <laughs> 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 Corinne, do you, have you had any experience with scams? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Are you a mark? Are you a scammer? Well, I was like, I was listening to the examples of scams and I was just like, oh, I thought you meant a scam was like how to get like a free burger at Burger King. I didn't know it was like how, how to avoid getting robbed on the street or sexually assaulted. <laughs> Yeah, we just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just that's not how I would categorize a scam. 
I was going to come on and like tell you how to get to like a front section at Madison Square Garden when you only pay for like a back ticket. Like th- that's those are my versions. That's of scams. This They're, is like, also on the right track. Rated. How do you how do you do that? I am yeah, intrigued. No, no, no. I was thinking of it. I don't know that I've ever. I mean, I'm sh- listen, we've all been scammed. We live in America. We're human. Mm-hmm. We've all been scammed. But I can't think of one that actually like screwed me over long term yet. Uh, that's not a requirement with like, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to get scammed in uh, being a comedian. Uh, when you mm-hmm. start out, there's a lot of people who like say like to perform five, 10 minutes, you have to bring 10 or 20 people to the mm-hmm. show. I mean, I think bringer shows in general are a scam, Huge scam. but it is, it's like a very transparent scam. It is, but I that's a scam that, and, and, and scams don't have to be something super huge. They can be the smallest little things, any way you can get over. Bringer scams are definitely, when I was living in New York City, like, shout out to all my friends from college, my relatives who were in the tri-state, who I would trick into coming to see me do five minutes of stand-up just so, and they, and you know, they make you pay, they make them pay at the door, then they got a drink minimum. Food drink minimum, <laughs> yep. <laughs> to see a bunch of newbies do five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To see me, the person you already know, do some jokes. Talk, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Corinne Corinne is really good at, like, getting things, like she said. Like, she can sneak into a front row or, like, sneak into a party or something. Like, scamming people, that doesn't involve taking their money, but involves, like, you know, getting something more than what you paid for. No, that's still a scam. I still want to harken back to the Madison Square Garden. Like, how did the girls get to the front? Well, I mean, I think this, this was, there was a, there's, I, this is something I learned on another podcast. It wasn't my idea, but someone just like brought it up in a segment that, uh, is not appropriate to say on here because it's, it's from a crazy ass network. Um, but it, it was, uh, yeah, it's, I, I think in the olden days you could buy a one, uh, ticket to the front standing room only of a venue like a Madison Square Garden or probably works on any of them. And then you just switch it out between your friends because um, you can scan in using the same barcode as many times as possible. So I guess in the age of like digital phones and stuff, you could just, if you, as long as you have the barcode, you basically go with a group of five you know, or more and everyone is using the same standing room barcode and the other people get nosebleed seats, but then everyone can uh, end up in standing room, you know, especially because there's no seat that you have to end up in. It's just right. standing in this open space. So that oh, was the scam. I don't know smart. if that still works or not or... But sounds good to me. I think that would still work because the thing about that is you're not using the barcode to get into the venue. You buy the cheapest seats up in the nosebleeds and then everybody uses the one VIP ticket, which they know it's already been scanned because you had to get in there. So that's cute. And then we just keep passing it back. Somebody goes to the bathroom or hand it outside of the section. I like this. Okay. Yeah, the only thing is you need to know the structure because obviously they change different stadiums depending if it's like a sports game or if it's a concert. But Madison Square Garden and similar sites show you the layout of the arena mm-hmm. that you're going to ahead of time so you know where the stage is going to be. You know if there's uh, a, a general admission area. So it only works with places with general admission spaces. But yes, yeah, seemingly I don't see how they could really work around that. So you just have to do it basically like uh, Ocean's Eleven style. You get on Ticketmaster and you print out the <laughs> venue and y'all are all strategizing in the nose please Uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly i love this i mean guys give it a try especially during these uh pandemic times these concerts are probably hella unorganized so you know this is probably really the time to just (laughs) get up on stage so you can just get beyonce sweat right on your face um (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. i'm always in the front row for her 
Right. I haven't been in the front row yet. I've been to two Beyonce concerts. I need, I want to do the VIP experience. The Beehive one? Oh, and the last tour, the On the Run 2 tour, where they had like Jay Z and Beyonce had the, the stage was so fucking cool. And they had mm-hmm. this object that went over the front row section. Like, yeah. Went, oh, so you could, oh, so you could see the back of them and the front of them without moving. It's all, it was awesome. It was. I was there, but I was like on the side, like up in the uh, audience area. And I was like, I need, but they weren't my tickets. So I'm like, next time I'm going to get so close that I have to work Beyonce's fan. Like, I want to yeah. be behind the fan moving it you know <laughs> yep, making sure yep. we keeping our queen dry so yep, yep, <laughs> dry yep. and cool uh but yeah no that's great i think uh, much of life is a scam so from big to small if you could get over just a little bit i'm into it let's get to our first segment here what's hot and fraud this is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the street and more often than not these days we get a letter from you guys as always snitch on your friends and family at scam at gmail.com just make sure your scam is retired because we don't want to what yes fuck up yo bag amen guys i've said i'm gonna say it one more time because i love y'all i'm gonna put y'all letter your letter is gonna end up on stitcher premium Okay, because a lot of these are too long. I love y'all, but we got to start truncating, okay? Because it's just, it's a little too long. I love y'all, though. I love y'all. Thank you for sending in the letters, okay? Um, so we have a letter here, and uh, Christina, Corinne, either of you, like, I just need a fake name. Gender doesn't matter. Um, we don't care about that for this person. Madeline. Madeline. Oh, that reminds me of the books, Madeline. Yeah. Oh, that's for cute. Yeah, of course. Um, so Madeline says, so I've got a scam for you. It happened 20 years ago. Okay, a moment in time. Letting the time fly. So that's just 2002. When I heard 20 years ago, my brain said 1980. But no, that's 2002. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) That's why I paused because I was about to be like, okay, shoulder pads. Okay, way too much blush. But no, (laughs) this is 2002. This is jout fits and belts where your stomach is for some reason. Yeah, so, yeah. Low-rise <laughs> jeans. Oh, yes. Low-rise jeans where just the pants just stop at your clitoris. They yeah, just, That's yeah. where they end. Yeah, um, cover your pubes. <laughs> right. There's pubes hanging out on top. Why? Why? Why did we let people do that to us? <laughs> that's a good I, question. Oh, I think Gen Z, Gen Z was trying to bring it back and we said, ah, no. <laughs> Those pants you don't are like never coming back. Okay? Yeah. If anything, bring the waist higher. Make the pa- top of the pants a bra. Yes, yes. I wanted to, oh, I want the pants cool. to get hit my neck. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> so, 20 years ago, I was a college student on study abroad in Italy. First study abroad is a scam, and I loved it. It is. It's low-key is a scam. Um, please let me go on study abroad now. I'd appreciate it so much more than when I was a baby college student. That's true. When I was in London, I think I appreciated it. I think I did things, but I could have did more. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. Did you guys study abroad? No, no. But I, no. I went, I went, I, I went to London when I was in eighth grade, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I was amazed by. It. I, I should have studied abroad. <laughs> I mean, studying abroad really just gave me a sense of how trash America was. I remember going to the grocery store, and they just had the eggs out. They weren't refrigerated or bleached. I said, "What is Whoa. this brown egg just sitting <laughs> out in the air and whatnot?" And they were like, "This is how eggs supposed to look." I cracked the yolk; it was like orangey. I said, "Why y'all right, right. dying this?" Because the chickens are healthier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were taught about uh, processed dyed foods. Honestly, green eggs and ham propaganda. That's when we mm-hmm. started learning about our foods being dyed and the FDA fucking us up in America. We was like, "Yeah, yep. green eggs. Why not? <laughs> Makes sense." 
Yeah. Yeah. When you when I when I travel to London as an adult, because I've been there a couple times, it's wild to know like certain food is illegal there. Like it's banned because mm-hmm. it's got ingredients that are poisonous. And you're like, damn, like, <laughs> that says something. It also fucks me up that like Fireball, I guess, has some antifreeze components when it's sold in America. <laughs> but then when it's sold everywhere else, they just take mm-hmm. that ingredient out. And I'm like, well, oh, why can't nice. y'all just take it out for everybody? I don't know. Like, y'all like, no, we gonna keep it in America. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. That makes sense, yeah. (laughs) So she says, I've studied abroad. I was a baby college student, said I'd have been in Italy about a month and could fake my way through carrying on a conversation in Italian and was going on a group trip down the coast for a few nights. We stayed at a typical European tourist hotel. Not fancy, but nicer than the hostels. Okay, I've stayed at one of those because I couldn't do the hostel situation. I don't know how you sleep. I, I get it if the finances are where the fin- and they where they financing, uh, but I would just be very nervous to sleep in a room on a cot with a bunch of strangers, like with all my belongings. Like, I got to sleep on top of my belongings. Mm-mm. Yeah, like hugging your suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels, I feel like there was probably a time and a place in life where it was safer, but now it's just too scary out here. But yeah. I see it. So it says this one hotel in Postano was lovely with beach access and a big patio. Girl, what does got to do with the scam? Okay. Um. So she said she was at a nice spot. I'm skipping ahead a little bit, Madeline. Uh, I appreciate you painting a picture, but girl, we got we got things to do. So she says she's at this cute spot in Posano, and there's this man, and he's like playing the piano, and it's so beautiful. And Madeline says she started paying attention and looking at what he was playing, and then more importantly, watching his pans on the keyboard. He wasn't actually playing the music. He had pre-programmed tunes and would hit play and then just dramatically mash his ray around the keys with a beautiful wow. sense of drama. Wow. Wow. I've seen those ki- those See, I admire of- that kind of a scam. I've seen those right. grand pianos in hotel lobbies that are playing and they never have a person behind them because they're they play by themselves. Wow. That's that's I mean, how do you sleep at night? I mean, I love it because I love a street <laughs> performance. I had a girl that I knew uh, doing comedy. She told me that she made her money in New York City, like playing her guitar in the subway. And she said the way to do it, like she would mm-hmm. pay rent off of this. The way to do it is, is wow. like, because I was always thinking like the girls don't ever have nothing in the in the little guitar case. Like it'll be like maybe a one, it's a, you know, maybe it's a five. And she was right. like, oh, that's on purpose. So you never want to have too much money in the bowl because people will be like, oh, she got it today. Like I don't have to right. give her no money she rich yeah, and then smart. if you don't have enough they like oh she asked ain't nobody tipping like i'm not giving her my money but if you yeah. have like one five dollar bill that says you somebody thought you was popping and then like a, two a couple of one she said like that's the the key that's what you really want to keep in there that's so we start getting spot. more yeah you take it out when you get more you take it out and you leave that so it's like she ain't got enough she only got eight dollars so i should tip but <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. So I get it. There's a lot of street performers. And I've, street, I've seen street performers in New York performing on the train platform. And then I saw them, like, later on The Voice and shit. Like, so some oh, of yeah. Them, the street performers here are, like, top, top notch. Yeah, there's a waiting list to get in the subway. And then, you know, they started making professional banners for them, which to me kind of took the fun out of it. Like if you have a professional banner given by the the New York City, you know, arts commission or something, that kind of takes the fun out of me wanting to support you because now yeah. I know New York City is behind it. Like I, w- I want to believe that you are a struggling artist, indie. even if you're not, even if I go to your Instagram and you have a million followers, which is very uh, common here in New York City. Yeah, I don't want to get... 
get on the train and it's time for showtime and there's like a warm-up comic. Oh, right. I mean, like, <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, y'all saw the Metro went up 25 cents. Uh, in a few minutes, I'll be bringing out showtime. <laughs> they're, they're all yeah. named showtime, no matter <laughs> who they are. Uh, and they'll be pole dancing on the train. But, but yeah, I don't want I don't want it to be commercialized. New York State, that's whack. I don't want to see an Mm-mm. official banner. I want to feel like the cops could come at any time yeah. and they got to just pick up their shit and run. Like, <laughs> exactly. Spontaneous. Exactly. Yeah. I can't, honestly, I don't want to see more than one amp. It's, I'm like, if it's giving studio quality, I'm like, what's going on? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too professional. It's too professional. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Corinna. That's, that's a little too much for me. So, he's obviously like playing around or whatever. So, Madeline says, I went up to him when he was on break and I told him in Italian because my study abroad scam, you know, that's what she was studying was Italiano. She said, the songs were beautiful, but his theatrics were even more impressive. That's what she told him. He sort of looked at me for a minute and then busted out laughing and confirmed that, yes, he was just faking his way through. The hotel paid him to fake play for tourists and it was a great game. Gig. more power to him wow so, and they probably paid him way less because it wasn't an actual me magi- uh, magician magician <laughs> he was magician a magician yeah he was a magician he wasn't a yeah. musician <laughs> right right they get paid less So this is actually not an uncommon scam. If you see street musicians, take a look at what they're actually doing. We have a guy here in town who sets up with a violin in a store parking lot and pretends to play some truly schlocky violin tunes. But if you look carefully, he's not playing the violin. It's just music coming out of his speakers. He gets a good amount of money, though, and more than what he would get just panhandling. It's a good grift. Okay, I I like it. I'm going to start looking at musicians on the street way down. I never looked at the fingers. Like, I never, because I was like, of course they're playing. Why would they not? It's New York. Everyone has got a passion. I don't want to knock their hustle. I'm kind of yeah, sad I think, that I said I that. honestly think they deserve the money. <laughs> they, they deserve the money because they are, uh, to me, like lying is so stressful and there's so many things that you have to remember and follow. And so to fake, to go through faking it for that long is a performance and a skill in and of itself. <laughs> so I think they deserve the money just as much as a musician. Yeah, it's That's like if you hard. go to a concert and people are lip syncing, which the girls lip sync at the concerts all the time, or there's usually always a backing track. It's like you're still watching them bop around and walk around and you know they're giving you something you're getting some entertainment so i like this also (laughs) like if you have a guitar and you never learned or if you have something a keyboard y'all get out there with your speaker and and start playing just play the music through the speakers and just mash away like beethoven and see how much money you get like oh man that's great it sounds like a way that we could all get involved like yeah Right. Listen, there's a whole a there's a whole TV shows dedicated to lip syncing. Like I feel like faking True. a guitar is gonna be on you know a network next week. So just get a head start. Exactly. Like I, I I see nothing wrong with this. Especially I think the violin is probably the best one to do because the piano and the guitar. Like even the untrained eye. Like I know where all the chords are. Like I had to learn that you know and from choir and shit. So I can probably tell if you're not actually playing the song. But if you're on the violin, I ain't got no clue. You just move them fingers around and just. You know, give me a little neck action. Make sure that neck is really yeah. rubbering. You know, you know, you just got to do a little <laughs> neck twerk. That's all it is—a little neck twerk and a little, a little seizure, bow movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah just a yeah. 
Yeah. As someone who plays the violin, you can definitely <laughs> fake playing the violin because like I would even fake it sometimes when uh, in orchestra, the music would get too difficult for the performance. I would fake it because it's more important to look good in the performance than to sound good. Because I knew there was other people in the orchestra who knew how to play better. So I was like, mm, I'm just going to look good. And everyone did. They commented after the show. They were like, Corinne looks really good up there. I'm like, yeah, I was faking it. That's why. That's Corinne, I hope you were first chair. That's scam. I hope you were first chair and you were like, mm, they were just like, I was second it. chair. Okay, so that's still good. That's second chair is good. the best one. Less pressure. Way less pressure. First chair got a place. Second chair is just back here doing vibes, doing doing the neck, <laughs> yep. giving a serious face, giving us Coming face. Back from the dead. Giving us face and neck and a little bit of arm. Yes. Okay. All right. Y'all get out there and get y'all violins or get a viola. Get some shit that people, nobody's gonna know. Get a harp. You know what I mean? Just start rubbing. Nobody knows what the fuck going on with the harp, bitch. If you get out here and you sexy and you you looking cute and you just rubbing your hands on the harp, I will believe it. There is a black sexy harpist who really plays the harp, but she's so fine and she has so many Instagram followers because she's fine as hell and she's playing this yeah. But I, I couldn't. She could literally be playing nothing. I'd just be like, "Look at her, all fine, wow. just rubbing on this huge harp." Like, <laughs> yes, you better rub it. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like we could all get involved in this, guys. You know, if you need some extra coins, y'all get out there, go rent a, yeah. an instrument and 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 a speaker, and get it popping. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So, guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwings. Scams! I love fashion, okay? But we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet, which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you be like, oh, well, it's dead now. Well, with Newly, you can keep having fresh fits. And you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new. Okay, come on, Newly. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. I know that's right. It's fast, free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like, it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code GODDESS20. Just go to N U L L Y. Dot com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code goddess20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code goddess20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know 
I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life. Like white cream, are you kidding me? It's giving rich, okay? Quince is that girl. Y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time. Get into it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess. Cons! And we are back. And it's time for me to regale Corinne. And why well, was I about to say Kristen? That is so messed up of me. Okay, Christina. Wow. So I'm about to I'm about to regale Corinne and Christina with a famous con caper group of criminals. Actually, today I'm doing this, and honestly, I don't like peer pressure. I don't like to be bullied by the congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am doing a recap episode because you guys, um, for those of you who are not OGs of the congregation, you do not know that we've already covered all of these scams uh but there have been some developments and so we're gonna go back we're gonna talk about the developments uh the where are they nows the where are the girls uh we're gonna be talking about anna delvey we're gonna be talking about my queen lizzie holmes and uh simone levinson uh simon levinson shamon um the tender swindler which you guys can't get enough of which guys again Miles so Gray, I re-released the episode from the paywall. Uh, I think it was like our third episode. So it's out there. You can go back and, and get into that as well. Uh, so we're going to start with Anna. So obviously this has been the zeitgeist. Uh, Shonda Rhimes created a television show about Anna Sorokin, um, who was Anna Delvey. Uh, if you don't know about Anna, she was a woman who moved to New York. Y'all are New York based. So, you know, I know you guys mm-hmm. know the scene. And she came out there and she pretended to be a socialite. She did a lot of wire fraud and she, you know, cajoled the rich girlies into giving her coins for her social elite club that she was supposedly going going to be making mm, okay yeah i Have didn't know you, her story oh you didn't know about anna no no but i've seen it i've seen that the thumbnail for that tv show everywhere i'm like oh who is this woman yes so yeah inventing anna yeah i did i didn't know the whole story either but it makes sense because i was like socialites is a is a long way from the life that i lead so <laughs> oh, yeah. oh y'all weren't seeing her at the cigar club y'all were nope no. i don't even know what the cigar club is <laughs> yeah uh, i place her this with anna <laughs> I'll see her at Chipotle if she goes there. No. <laughs> I'll see her at Chipotle yeah. if she goes there. Yes. So a little background. Uh, we have a picture. We'll get the picture up for y'all since uh, this. Uh, that's lovely. I love that you guys don't know much about Anna. She's all <laughs> in the zeitgeist. So now she's 31 and more widely known as Anna Delvey. Uh, so she was a Russian-born German con artist. So nice. she's the one on the right. Mm. She's the one with the brown hair. Oh, yes. yeah. She got scammy right. eyes. She really does. It looks like nothing's behind them. 
right? Like Elizabeth Holmes, like dead in the eyes. Yeesh. Yes. Yeah. It's no soul back there. You right. know, like the brain is working, but the soul is like, we we ain't here, girl. <laughs> yeah, we left a while ago. <laughs> and that was actually one of my favorite things about Anna is during her sentencing, um, she spoke after she was sentenced, obviously not before. And um, she said, you know, I'm not, she said, I regret nothing. I'm not a good person. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I love that. <laughs> Like, yeah, she's like, really owning herself. Wow. Like, too many bad people are pretending to be good people. It's, if you bad, just say that. Yeah. You know, yeah, you'll just... still have friends. People like, some people love bad people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might, might have more friend. friends and you'll definitely have more girlfriends if you're a guy, so. Right. Yep. And let's not act like, especially in comedy, we know so many bad, nasty men who are out here getting a coin and a check and still on stage talking about cancellation by. They're still making money. People love bad people. Just come out and say you bad. <laughs> <laughs> You are correct. <laughs> right. And then at least we can avoid you if we want to. If we want right. to hang out with your we ass, we can. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's just fair. So from 2013 to 2017, she lived among New York's wealthy elite pretending to be a German heiress. She was defrauding hotels, banks, and acquaintances. She was eventually caught and arrested in 2017 after a trip to Morocco gone wrong and oh. several evictions. So, Damn. in short, she would go to these hotels and she, you know, she had the drip. She had the costume of a rich person. So, she's wearing the latest label. She's giving you the Gucci Fendi's, the Prada's, a lot of, you know? And she would give out $100 mm-hmm. bills as tips to the wait staff. Like, it was nothing. But the hotel would be like, okay, Anna, like, but what about the room, though? And she would be like, oh, wire transfer. Right. It's in the wire. <laughs> like, wire transfer will come to you. So do not talk to me about money. That's weird. You need money? Are you poor? Like, she would gaslight them and be like... <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that I women can gaslight, wow. too. Yeah, I can't, you always hear about men gaslighting. I'm like, yeah, good for you, girl. Trick Feminism. More women yeah. in gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> but also, that's just a tool... Is her that- accent actually that thick in real life? It's it's a little weird. Um, I think that the actress who played her, which I know this girl's name, and it is fleeting me right now because she also is in Ozark. What is that girl's name? Anyway, she played her. People were like, this accent is weird. We don't know if it's it. And it actually, like, she said she studied the girl. And if you t- hear Anna Delvey talk, it is a weird European, we don't know where she's from in it's Europe kind of accent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Julia Garner. German, yeah. German. German and Russian, that's two separate, that's very different. So, yeah, I imagine if she's. She she said, I'm from all countries in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Raven Simone is from all countries in Africa. Anna Delvey is from all countries in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yeah. And I love, I love the gaslighting of, like, you need to talk about money. Like, why do you need money so bad? And it's yeah. such an American thing. Like, especially, like, I know you guys know as people who probably freelance at some point, if you work in comedy or, you know, gotten paid for a gig or whatever, and even acting, the, one of the things, especially when I was coming up, is, like, I would do something, then it'd be, like, the net is, like, 30 or the net is 45 or, like, and net means, like, like when they do their payroll, like, when you'll get paid for the actual job. Sometimes right. you'd be waiting months after you did a job to get paid, and if you would hit them up, they'd be like, I mean, do you need money? Like, why are you hitting? Like, are you broke? Yeah, making you feel like, guilty, right? And you're like, yeah, I do need money, <laughs> right? Do you have money? Are you? Because I did the job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. right. And you gaslight the gaslighter. Boom. <laughs> right, and that's just the truth. But that's such a tool that people use in our country. So I love that she was using it back on the hotels. Like, why are you talking to me about money? Like, this is a hotel. You don't have money. <laughs> like, I said it's in the wire. So she would tell the girls the wires were coming. The wires, (laughs) she ain't ever been near a wire. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, So eventually she was um, 
caught and arrested in 2017. Uh, she was indicted on multiple counts of grand larceny and was found guilty of eight charges in 2019. Uh, the once wealthy socialite of downtown New York was incarcerated at Rikers. Ooh, they put that bitch at Rikers? Damn. Rikers. That's, wow, that's, j- that's prison prison. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my, my friend used to work at, as a security guard at Rikers. And he was like, one year, that was all I could do. I'm like, ugh. Security? You responsible yeah, for guard. keeping people in Rikers? Oh, no. Yep. If so I was they need more than just the water. <laughs> if I was security at Rikers, I would definitely get fired because the girls would be climbing over the fence. And I'd be like, what you want me to do? That's a yeah. violent offender. <laughs> yeah, uh, my hands, are, my hands are tied. Right. Do you know what they make uh, weapons out of in here? Everything. I saw somebody stab somebody with bread. I said, how you get bread hard enough to stab? No. (laughs) No. Could have been me. I saw somebody choke someone with juice. No, it was literal juice. I don't know how they made it into a rope. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Wait, so did she get out? Is she, where the hell is she now? So she was found guilty of the eight charges in 2019. She, I, I believe she is still mm. in the prison. So the once wealthy socialite of downtown yeah. New York was incarcerated. Um, and then she was given a sentence of four to 12 years in state prison and fined $24,000 in order to pay restitution for $199,000. She served two of those years and was given an early release. However, she was arrested six weeks later by ICE for unintentionally overstaying her visa. Now... Ice. What? She got out of two years? They let her out? I mean, she That's said... That's not that much money, though. Like, like to ruin your whole life, I'm kind of not impressed by $199,000. No, she stole... Yeah, it like, was more than that. She stole more than that. That's what she had yeah. to pay in restitution. Now, for me, she's doing hand-to-hand interpersonal scams. She's telling these people, I'm going to start this social club. Give me the coins for the social club. She had applied for loans at banks and faked collateral, saying that she had money coming from her father and faked all these bank statements and shit. Mm. So that's really where she got into the trouble. But for me, is like if if somebody asked me for money much like the guy on the street who said that his wife needed surgery like and I give the money mm-hmm. and she don't need the surgery I don't know if we need to send people to jail for that but right. she was fucking with banks so when the FDIC right. gets involved yeah the that's FDIC when the government's like, like don't please don't screw over these poor banks they right. can't handle they, they, the they can't take the loss yeah yeah <laughs> It's just Mr. Bank of America crying on the uh, witness stand. (laughs) Yeah, so I wonder if she, like, changes her look. I guess, like, after you are known for a scammer, you just, like, cut your hair or dye your hair or get color contacts or something? Yeah, I mean, I don't think she's trying to change her look. Anna's into the fame. She's into the clout. She wants the girls to know that it, that it would tell tell them it was me. You know, she's in jail like, tell them it was me. Um, Wow. And what's also interesting to me about this is, like, how is Ice going to pull up? First of all, Ice is ass. Fuck Ice. Um, yeah. But this woman was in prison. How y'all going to be like, well, you didn't file your paperwork to keep your visa current. She was in the jail. Right, right. She had no, right. there was no paper. They wouldn't give her a pen. That's right. She was studying yeah. abroad at Rikers. Right. <laughs> right. That island has no writing utensils. Because right, they're like, also shanks. We- so as of February 2022, Anna is still in custody at this time in an immigration and customs enforcement jail cell in upstate New York, waiting to see if she'll get deported back to Germany. In exchange for the rights to her story, Netflix played Anna $320,000 to produce the limited series Inventing Anna. Now, Anna, I think you got scammed because 320 k 
That's not a lot. That's not enough. Says Netflix is going to get the bag and they running their prices up. I think you guys Right, scared, right. Bro. Yeah, their monthly their monthly price just went up actually. Well, she probably didn't have representation mm. to like she probably didn't have an agent to be like we need to ask for more. She's and, probably uh, like, oh, "Yes." You should use your one phone call a day to like hit up an entertainment also lawyer. It's funny that she's like in jail and then Netflix is you know just getting celebrated for making this documentary or I mean this not this this, this series, the scripted series when they're giving money to this person who was arrested for scamming right, other people. Right, no one right, no one ever right, right. People always are very selective about who they place blame on. So that's very funny to me. Right. So she used the funds to pay back her victims in full. But apparently there was not enough for ICE. So in a letter published shortly before the release of the show, Anna details her recent experience saying, I am here because in, I am here because immigration and custom enforcement decided that the my early merit release from prison means nothing to them, despite being perfectly self-sufficient when I left on my own devices. They're saying I am a present and continuous danger to the community. Now, I will say, Anna, you came over here on a visa. The biggest thing I think on visas in any country is don't do no crime in the country. Right. Yeah. That, and that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty convinced. fair. That's a fair ask. Like that's like just like number yeah. one. They're like don't don't do no murders, right? And, and you know, and also don't yeah. do no other crimes, <laughs> right? Because then why yeah, we don't want you're nicely, not a, yeah. you're not a welcomed guest, yeah? Right. It's, this is like if you're a guest at somebody's house and you steal all their silverware. It's like yeah, girl, like they <laughs> they don't want you to come to their party, <laughs> right? It's like we invited you to the party, girl, and you stole my TV. Like, what? yeah, we're upset. She's so detached from reality. That's so funny. Holy shit, that's really funny. Damn. So she also goes on to describe that she hasn't seen a doctor in years despite having contracted COVID (laughs) in January, as well as her frustrations with the bureaucracy affecting her detainment. The most recent twist from ICE is that, this is her again, the most recent twist from ICE is that I've been waiting since November for a decision to reissue a letter that never arrived here. As in, so basically, she ain't getting mail. She, she's trying to get the letters. And um, as inventing Anna is released, it's still unknown whether Anna will be deported back to her home country. So when it was dropped on Netflix, she's sitting in detainment um, at ICE, waiting to wow. see if they're going to send her back to Germany. Wow. So she didn't get to go to the premiere. No, she did not oh, get to damn. walk the carpet, <laughs> that which sucks. is unfortunate. I feel yeah, like yeah. ICE could have gave her a furlough to yeah. go to Hollywood. And hit the carpet. Yeah, just real quick and then come back. Yeah, it seems like right. that would have been fair. Right. They got a nice detention in L.A. for sure. Like, she just sure. transfer yeah. over here real quick, take somebody with her. I'm sure somebody at ICE, you know, fucked up ass ICE, would love to go to a Hollywood premiere. 100%. Yeah. You know, get some, <laughs> get some free cocktails and some crudite, bitch. Like, it could have been a moment. Yeah, I'm a little upset girl. that it didn't happen. Um... <laughs> But yeah, Anna lives in infamy just because a lot of people are very obsessed with the fact that she tricked so many rich people. You know, she had a trainer, a guy who was pretending to be her trainer. Like there were so many people who made her seem rich. And she got arrested after the Morocco situation because what happened was that she went to Morocco with her homegirl. 
And then she had got this resort and said she was paying for it, you know. Uh, bing, bang, boom. The resort is like, hey, girl, uh, y'all haven't actually paid for the rooms and whatnot. And, like, we need currency. And she was like, I have currency. It's coming in the wire. Just stand next to the telephone pole. It'll be here soon. And they were like, girl, we need some collateral. And so her homegirl was like, oh, well, I'll just put down my card from her job. She was like, I'll put down my company Amex as, as like, a hold. Oh. And she's right. like, and she was like, you're not going to charge it, right? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to charge it. And, of course, Anna's like, yeah, then not charge. Money comes soon. You'll see. And then, of course, by the time they end the trip, the car gets charged in full, like, 80 grand for this Ooh, trip. 80 grand? Holy shit. And then homegirl went back to her job, and they said, hey, sis, um, we're looking at your car charges for the month. And um, how many times did you go to Panera with uh, on work business? Because... <laughs> It's one million times. <laughs> 80 grand is a lot uh, for work lunches, just so you know. Um, yeah, so she's, she got in trouble. And so that's when she reported the fraud and everything because. But also, like, I don't know if that's. Girl, you volunteered your card. It's not like she right. took it out of your purse. Right, because the Tinder Yeah, how do you say it's I, fraud when it's like, oh, I had to pay for a vacation I also went on. That's fraud. That seems yeah. like I didn't know I could use that as an excuse on vacation. Right. I'm going to start calling Amex with some new shit. Like, yeah, because they got the good coverage. <laughs> I'm like, how about these Gucci loafers without looking at the tag? That's fraud. Because if I had known how much they I were, I would have bought them. I no, they didn't, put, they didn't put a price tag on it. They just rang it up. She already had my car. So anyway, <laughs> Amex, yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> it was a sales associate. <laughs> right. I didn't know you could do that. I feel like if you volunteer your card, you're liable. Yeah. Just, just a taste yeah. of liability. So let's move on to Lizzie Holmes. Uh, Lizzie Holmes, if you guys don't know, um, she's the queen behind Theranos. I love Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> yes. I'm obsessed with her. Yes. Um, and for you guys, if you don't know about Lizzie Holmes out there, um, my good sis, she was in the Silicon Valley. She was giving us a tech costume. She was giving us an accent. Uh, Lizzie would lower her voice so that she sounded more masculine. She wore the black turtleneck, Steve Jobs, you know, uh, cartoon character wardrobe. Dead in the eyes. Dead in the mm -hmm. eyes. Yeah, so she had the whole uniform, and her whole thing was the tiny thing. That's what I call it. So the tiny thing was this little uh, thing that held blood that supposedly you could take a pinprick from someone's finger, put the blood in the tiniest yep. thing, and Christopher, then yeah. run it through the tiny thing 3000, which she called the Thomas Edison and then it would tell you everything about your blood, your DNA, like what diseases you got, which you, you know, all of this from this one blood prick of the tiny thing. And here we have over here in the corner, we have photos of her holding up the tiny thing. Now, what I love about this is because it was, it was borderline comedy. She was like, I'm gonna go to Silicon Valley. I'm gonna drop out of school. I'm gonna do everything that the tech dudes do. And then what is, what's technology? Hmm. Making things smaller. That's technology. It is. She's right. She's yeah. That's why it works probably. That I yeah. I because if somebody she makes something so, so many tiny, people, obviously she was onto something. This is incredible. Yeah. yeah damn. And the great but the thing dead about in the eyes. The mm -hmm. dead in the eyes was so like that would have made me. That's the only thing that would have given her away. But she's so dead in the eyes, and her voice is so fucking weird that I'm like, who? What are you doing? Like she just feels like she's in a play all the time. 
I feel like that made her relatable to men. Because, you know, there's so much intrinsic hate that men are taught through misogyny to just general, in general, hate women and anything associated with femininity. Um, And so here you have this woman who's like an amorphous you know, person, you know, like what's going on? She's dead behind the eyes. There's no, none of that uh, typical female warmth. Yeah. (laughs) She's got the deep voice. She keeps, you know, like, and she's, I love it. I I love everything about it. And um, one of the great parts of this is too, is like, she had a lot of venture capitalists, people who, which basically means people with a lot of fucking money who are just trying to make more money. And what venture capitalists do is they take their cash, they spread it out through different investments. They know most of them will fail, but it's just like gambling in the casino. If one hits, it makes up for all the money Mm -hmm. you sunk into some bullshit. Right. So they're giving her coins right. and then they're like, okay, Miss Lizzie, where is the tiny thing? Like, how does it work? We want a tour of the tiny thing studios. Um, where, <laughs> you know, your office space. And so they went on the tour. It was, she made it so secretive. If you went, you had to have a bodyguard with you. You couldn't use the bathroom without the bodyguard. Like they were Whoa. watching because basically her whole thing was, is like, I can't tell y'all how it works because then somebody's going to steal the tiny thing idea. <laughs> Fuck yeah. patents. I'm just going to do It's very, guns. very smart. It's genius because how do you argue against that? She was like, I would tell you how this is legitimate, but then you're going to steal it and, and my tiny idea will be gone. And right, so, right, right. That's yeah. brilliant. Damn. And people believed that she had a partnership with Walgreens, but they were like, we would like the tiny thing. Can you imagine getting your blood pricked at Walgreens for a scam? For nothing. <laughs> for nothing. Damn. <laughs> And it ended up being that Walgreens was having, they were doing regular testing of the blood, but pretending that they were using the Thomas Edison Tiny Thing 3000 because it wasn't working. Uh, but yeah, she had she had it all going. So the success was found on the girl boss genius, Lizzie Holmes. And it was heralded as a revolutionary idea thought of by a woman girl boss considered to be young Steve Jobs. Oh, is this a court look, Marina, that we have up right now? That's the prettiest she's ever been. Because, <laughs> yeah, Lizzie's giving... Lizzie decided to turn it for court. Ew, okay. Yeah. She was, yeah. She, was, she was more bro-y when she was doing the tech stuff. But when it was time to go to jail, she was like, wait she's a, a minute. She's a chameleon. She's a chameleon. Let me go to dry bar real quick. <laughs> yeah. That's the way you go to court. Yeah. yeah she got the Malibu dry like, bar. I'm just yeah. a lady. I didn't know what I was doing. But yeah. when you want to sell people stuff and get a lot mm-hmm. of money, you have to go, I know what I'm doing. I have the tiny thing with me. Right. I'm a tiny think masculine woman but then of course she was like i'm just a lady with yes. a, a vagina brain how would i know how to rob millions from investors <laughs> yeah i just have a blowout y'all what y'all talking about so <laughs> she was the world's youngest female self-made billionaire and theranos was one of silicon valley's like unicorn startups valued at nine billion dollars so at the height of this at the height of the tiny thing wow. they were like nine billion wow yeah and, like, that tells you about valuation because it's, like, just like the stock market. Like, it's all vibes. Like, when right. Mr. Big, who was outed as a nasty man, because uh, Peloton can't get a break. Shout out to anybody who work at advertisement in Peloton because I know y'all stress smoking, like, three packs a day, just drinking whole vats of coffee because every time y'all get on the fucking internet, someone, they like... <laughs> someone keeps dying on your bikes and it's, like, their fault, not yours. Oh, man. Every time y'all get on the damn internet, somebody did something to Peloton and but, you know, and just like that, the Sex and City reboot, when Mr. Big died on the Peloton, the stock dropped 13% the next day. <laughs> oh. Wow. So people do watch Sex and the City and invest. Okay. 
I, I guess they were like, oh, no, we got to sell that Peloton stock, okay? <laughs> and then after that, they did the commercial with Mr. Big. And then people were like, Mr. Big's a nasty man and he's doing the salsa. And Peloton was like, ah, oh, hell. All right, uh, we're back in the drawing room. Like, I hate to be in Peloton's war room. Like, oh, bitch. man, that does suck. Y'all just sitting there hitting delete all day. Like, all right, well, yeah. get, get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Like, oh, my God. That's so funny. They're not paying y'all enough. Whatever it is, it's not enough at Peloton. But so, you know, the, it's all valuation. <laughs> all this shit is vibes. Because how are you valued at $9 million and essentially all you have is like an empty pill cap? $9 billion. That's skillful stir up of, of interest. Man, that is so much energy you have to put it up to that ruse. That's a dedication. So it all got, you know, it came crashing down in 2015. The company came under investigation for its medical claims. The company was exposed to be incapable of creating the technology it said it was selling. Lizzie was exposed as a grand architect of fraud. I love architect of fraud. That's classic. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would like to think that I have been robbed by several architects of fraud. (laughs) Yeah, it makes you feel like you were less naive. (laughs) Right. They got a degree. (laughs) <laughs> right. They had drawings. They, have a they PhD mapped it out. in fraud. Yeah. Exactly. A PhD in chicanery. I love it. I, that makes me feel better about any time <laughs> I've been scammed. An architect of fraud. She was ousted as CEO of the company, and the and the company was forced to completely shut down operations in 2018. That same year, a federal grand jury indicted Miss Holmes and former Theranos chief operating officer and president Ramesh, known as Sunny. Balwani on nine counts of wire fraud and two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. They both pleaded not guilty. So she's indicted along with Sunny Balwani, who at the time was her bootang. And one of the most embarrassing things during this case was when they were reading the text messages between him and her. And there was a text that literally, if I saw them start to read this shit, I would have got up and been like, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. No, stenographer, stop typing. Like, it's over. (laughs) Shut it down. Put the computer down. Put the typewriter up. Like, I would have just pushed the typewriter off the table. Like, no. Because she had sent him this text like, you are my moon and my stars and and you are the light and like that guides me. Like, it was real dramatical and it was really long. And Sonny responded with, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, wow. Oh, and, and, and then she had a baby with somebody else. Yeah, but I mean, you have to. You have you to have, have a baby to. with somebody else. Wow, I, I respect her, like, uh, you know, willingness to move on. Yeah, no, it's like you got to leave after that. It's time to leave. But, you know, so they were in it together and they must have both known that this was a scam, right? So they both pleaded not guilty. So where is she now? Lizzie, we just saw her with her fresh blowout, which we will put on the Scam Goddess Instagram. Uh, She's wearing new threads. She's giving us uh, Shania Twain, I Feel Like a Woman. (laughs) And so while awaiting trial, Elizabeth married and had her first child with hotelier Billy Evans. So he's an heir to hotels and um and she could keep a rich man. Like Wow, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Look at this man. She said, look, I got to pay these bills. So where is Lizzie hanging out? Lizzie, write the book. What's the Sierra prayer? Because I want to... What? <laughs> I want to... How does she... How does she get a quality dude? Like, wait, what the here, that guy's never shit? gotten. This guy's the kind of average looking. I think this is the one on the right is just a good photo of him. And also, if you're good at lying in business, you're good at lying across the board most times. So but he doesn't you Google can convince people that you're awesome. They, t- he, they married that Elizabeth Holmes married that guy? 
Maybe he thinks she's famous. You know what's crazy, though? This is why yeah. I hate dating apps. Because, Corinne, you made a good point. In one photo, which, let's make sure we have this photo for the Instagram. He looks like very corny, regular. It's giving, you know, like khakis. Yeah. Right. It's giving, I wear dockers, you know? And then in the other one, he's giving, like, zaddy with his beard. Like, is it right. the beard? I don't, you know. Yeah, it looks like it's he's got a bark that collar hat Because that hat. hat is, like, almost a uniform. And any any man goes up 10% hotness when they're in any kind of a uniform. Mm-hmm. It could yeah. be firefighter. It could be UPS right. man. Like, any uniform makes a guy look better. The UPS <laughs> uniforms got hot. It is. It is with the little hot, shorts. Yeah. What can Brown do with those caps? With the calves. Yeah, I saw a hot UPS man just today. I was like, hell oh, yeah, I would do they're it. They're all hot too. Whew. And their calves are always so good because you never yep. see them because they always run away real fast when they ring the doorbell. <laughs> and by the time you open the door, sometimes I run real quick, they already gone. Trail of yeah. smoke. <laughs> So those calves are giving. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, because he goes from looking like All-American Dan, you know, Dan yeah, who played yeah. baseball in high school. He wasn't, like, good, but he played. <laughs> and then he, and, and over to, like, this zaddy who looks like almost like he's, like, a European, giving us some Europe, wow. all countries yeah. in Europe. You know? Yeah, that's very deceiving. And then Elizabeth is looking a little homely back there. <laughs> As always, yeah. But yeah, so she married this man. I just want to know where she hangs out. Where did you meet these hotel heirs, honey? I want to so know. So is she out know. of jail? Um. So in 2022, in January, Elizabeth was found guilty on four charges of defrauding investors. She was found not guilty on a three additional charges concerning defrauding patients and one charge of conspiracy to defraud patients. So what's funny about this is huh. that all the rich people got some justice and then all the patients who didn't really have the coins who were also defrauded got nothing. Oh, America, huh? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. The poor Ugh. venture capitalists. What else will they yeah. do with their billions? I'm so glad they got reimbursed. Just wiping their tears with $100 bills. Like, I can't believe it. Damn. <laughs> So during the trial, several friends and supporters arrived wearing black turtlenecks and their hair tied back. Supporters? Yes, she had a girl gang. The tiny girls showed up and they wore their black turtlenecks and they pulled their hair back and they showed up for their queen. Listen, there's always someone to support everyone. So (laughs) this this would be no different. There really is. Yeah. The the Lizettes showed up and they said no. (laughs) Not today, okay? Holy shit. Women deserve to be able to defraud the tech industry <laughs> like everybody else. Feminism. Oh that is a good God. point. She has fans. One performance artist, artist even set up a shop outside the courthouse selling blonde wigs and black turtlenecks and blood blood energy drinks. <laughs> oh my God. I would have bought every single one and then I would have been scammed. What the fuck? That's great. <laughs> Holy a, shit. What a combo. He said, hey girls, I have synthetic wigs. I got <laughs> black turtlenecks and we go all the way up to 2X. $40. Okay, $40. And Holy blood shit. energy drinks because that's what you need. You need, out, you need an outfit. For fun. <laughs> right. And you need some energy so you can be out here all day standing for Lizzie. Okay? Oh my God. So, Elizabeth faces up to 20 years in prison as well as a fine of $250,000 plus restitution for each count. COVID complications and her pregnancy, because remember... she Right, she did that on purpose. Lizzie was like, I'm going to get married, cook up a baby real quick. Let me gestate on the justice system. Yes. (laughs) That's a lot of energy. Good for her. Damn. 
And I love that. Because, yeah, like, she's a pregnant woman. Y'all are really going to put the pregnant woman in jail for, what, a little, some paper lies? Some lies on paper? Come on, guys. In whittle whittle itty bottles? Yeah. Yeah, just some tiny little, very, very tiny fraud? Come on, guys. So because of her pregnancy, the COVID complications, this all delayed the proceedings. But she's slated to be sentenced in September 2022 and remains free on half a million dollars bond, which I'm sure her hotel daddy got the coins. Yeah, that's no problem. She said bond. Okay, Barry, we got it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, that's nothing. Say less. And she cooking up a baby. Oh, she did it right. I love this. Yeah. And she came look to court with a blowout. No longer was she wearing her hair slicked back. And in the black turtleneck, she came with a blowout. And she went to Ann Taylor Loft. Yeah, she and did. And got a suit. <laughs> wow. Love this for her. Hulu's doing a <laughs> limited series called The Dropout based on Elizabeth Holmes' life. Amanda Seyfried will be playing Elizabeth Holmes. Okay, Is she, Amanda. Oh, I wonder if she's getting paid for that. I wonder too. Like, did she sell the life if rights? Anna got paid. Or yeah, because yeah. well, the thing is, is that you don't have to pay people to. I guess you can kind of just speculate on people's lives. Oh, okay. Mm, I don't know yeah. what those are. Yeah, I don't either. For the life rights versus, like, if you do, because I know like Pamela and Tommy Lee are not involved in the Pam and Tommy show on Hulu. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, it's just like authorized versus weird. unauthorized. I believe that's how it works for books, at least. Like, I only mm. know about this because, like, the Spice Girls and stuff. They made a lot of VHSs and books about them, and it was if it was authorized, they got paid. And when it's, it would very clearly say unauthorized when they weren't getting paid, but it wasn't illegal to do it. Oh, right. So public figures. But it probably makes it more interesting or at least more legitimate to the outside public if the person it's based on is like, yeah, I said go up. Yeah. 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 This is me, Lizzie. So that's where Elizabeth <laughs> is at. You know, she's out here with her baby and her new rich man living the good life. Shout out to Lizzie. And last but not least, uh, we're going to visit Simone. Simone. Simon Shimon. He say, he saying he changed his name from Shimon to Simon. Um, Leviv. Uh, and you guys know him as the tender swindler. Y'all hit me up about this all the time. I told you again, the episodes are I pulled it from behind the paywall with Miles Gray. Very fun. We talk about some things that are not in the documentary, so it's fun. Um, the tender swindler had made headlines after a 2022 Netflix documentary of the same name was released. There was also a big article released under the same name, The Tender Swindler, two and a half years before that, because that's mm-hmm. where we found out about our homie Simone. Shimon. Um, so he's been out here in the streets for a minute, but the girls really found out from the da So Shimon Hayut was known for engaging in deceptive courtship practices via the popular dating app Tinder. In 2017, Shimon changed his name to Simon Laviv and began calling himself the son of the Israeli-Russian diamond tycoon Lev Laviv. I love naming your kid Lev Laviv. Like, you were like, let's just keep it going. <laughs> Jewish McJewish. Here we go. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Beautiful name. So yeah. on Tinder, he presented himself as a wealthy heir living a life of luxury, seeking beautiful, wealthy women to join his lifestyle. <sighs> So I just don't know if billionaires are on Tinder. I don't. I actually are they? No, like maybe millionaires. I don't know. In New York City on Hinge. I mean, I'm sure maybe like someone who wanted to pretend like, like, oh, let me see what it's like to be a peasant for a day. On Raya, like the best you're going to get is a DJ. So it's like, uh, yeah, I can't imagine they're on Tinder. Christina, thank you for saying it because I have a riot. And I said, where where are the girls that I was promised? Because all I'm right. seeing is Equinox trainers right. and uh, consultants. Uh-huh. 
Uh huh. I'm looking for celebrities. Right. I ain't never seen there ben are Affleck some on celebrities there. on Raya, but like they never, you never match with them. I, I never. I know. Yeah. One the only one I saw who I saw Trevor Noah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, that could have been a fake profile though, because all the photos were professional, and I'm like, fucking Raya, if you tricked me. But you know, he never, he never wrote back. Damn. That's. A, but wait, but it was a match because you got don't you have to match the right. Uh, oh no, I didn't. I didn't match with him. I did not match with him. Uh, no, I would have like never forgotten that if I did. Holy shit! Oh, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I've just never seen like a billionaire. Millionaires, maybe like uh, celebrities for sure. But like, yeah. I know, like, really, I actually know this that there are people in the industry. I know certain people in the industry who their whole kind of flex and little hustle is is like they know all the bad bitches in whatever area. Like, there's a woman who knows all the bad bitches in Houston. There's a woman who knows all the bad bitches in New York. And like, celebrities will have contact with these people, and they'll be like, "Oh, we having a party?" Like bring the bad bitches and then they mm-hmm, show up mm-hmm. with the baddies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so they know how to find, they don't have to go to the bar. You know what I mean? Like Drake loves to go to a Hooters on Peach Street, but uh, you know, most <laughs> of the girls, they know how to find the, the girlies without uh, apps. So that was already like flag number one. Um, after several right. months of dating, he would then suddenly disappear. Claim he's in grave danger and hiding and then ask for thousands of dollars to save his life. On top of it, like with evidence, he would send photos of his bodyguard, Peter, bloodied in the back of an ambulance, claiming an attempt had been made on his life. So this Peter, Mm -hmm. his bodyguard. (laughs) I love his acting. Yeah, right, he's, he's like, like, oh, this hurts so bad. <laughs> he's like mid-winds. The he's one like, line Ow. of blood across his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit Incredible. on the pillow, so you know he's he been has, bleeding for a minute. Sprinkle a little on the pillow. It's right, so right, right. Funny. I wonder if they, how much they pay this ambulance guy to, to take a quick pick. <laughs> right, or was this like the one time that he got injured and they just keep reusing this photo on every, <laughs> all the girls that he's hitting on. They're like, look, we're in danger. Look at my bodyguard. He's saying, ow, while I took the photo. Like, why are you taking this photo while this yeah, man is... Rude. <laughs> It's rude. He's like, hold still, Peter, you blurry. Hold on, I'm on portrait mode. <laughs> I gotta it's make not sure enough can... light in here. You gotta hold still. Yeah, we gotta yeah. see the blood. Can you hold Joe camera light up while I take a picture of Peter? Yeah. Okay. One, on three, say pain. One, two, three, pain. <laughs> so then he sends this to the girls. This scheme eventually became the sort of Ponzi scheme, leading Simon to become wanted by Interpol in seven different countries. Because he would hit them up and be like, I need y'all to give me the money so I can pay these girls off. The girls naturally would send their cards and would begin he would begin like racking up massive bills while pressuring them to send more money. So he was like, please like hit the Amex, take out a payday loan, like they're after me. And it's like, I thought you had money. I thought you were like a part of the diamond like the diamond king like you know family like why do you need my coins can't you just get daddy to give you a rock and you could go pawn it like what's going on yeah his enemies (laughs) his enemies shut his cards off what who are the the times that he is he has stated his end that his talked about his enemies it's like all right that would i would eventually not have fallen for that event after like the 20th time he said my enemies i'm like all right this is something fishy and vague idea of enemies just just general <laughs> enemies like who are these people so i'd be like my haters my haters cut off my yeah. cars who are these people why are they mad at you <laughs> like, right right give me a name oh, terrence yeah. my enemy like yeah, who something. are the enemies <laughs> oh my like God. it's just a little too vague the three women featured in the documentary cecile uh Fijoy, Penella, uh i'm just gonna say their first names pernilla and aline collectively gave simon over five hundred thousand dollars money that was never seen again mm. five half a million mm. dollars to a man 
Yeah. He, to yeah. a man. <laughs> I, I, but I appreciate like what, you know, his long game, it wasn't that long, but like if I'm going to be in a private, first of all, I mean, I would luckily when I was watching this, I'm like, all right, I would have known billionaires have matchmakers. So already you're full of shit. Right. So that's that. Luckily, I wouldn't have fallen for that in my 30s. In my 20s, right. I would have. But uh, if I'm already on the private jet, I mean, that's a big. And then he like he whined and dined him for like a month. Yeah. That's how he would get them because the Ponzi scheme of it all was he was taking the money that he had just gotten from the last chick that he ghosted and he would use right. that money to flex on the next chick that he planned yeah. to rob. So, you know, the second day he's like, hop on the jet, baby. We go into Greece. And, you know, you're yeah. like, this man must be rich. I'm on a jet. You know, I'm on the man. My PJ is on a PJ. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he's yeah. such a schlub. <laughs> the picture of him in, in Israel when he was living with his mom who, like, hates him now uh, is is so funny. Like, he was, like, chunky and just, like, a shitty beard and, like, not stylish glasses. Like, I like the gla- eyeglasses of, like, the like the mathematician wore yeah. in high school. Like, it's just... He's also not sexy enough for this. Like, this man is not fine enough to get a single coin out of me. Like, we could park, and he'd be like, I need a quarter for the meter. And I'd be like, I ain't got it. And I start walking, my purse is like, -a 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 ain't got no change. You're not getting it from me, sir. Not a dime. So where he's now, where he is now, after the release of the Tinder Swindler documentary, Simon was permanently removed from the dating app. So Tinder said... My name is Bennett. We're not in it. And neither is Simon. He refused mm-hmm. to be interviewed by any outlets. He disappeared for a certain time. However, he's recently given an exclusive exclusive interview to Inside Edition. During the interview, he maintained he was just a single guy that wanted to meet some girls on Tinder and get a lot of money from them. He His quote ends at Tinder, but... Uh, we know the rest. He's denied all allegations, including that he ever presented himself as a son of a diamond mogul. Simon claims he's funded his lifestyle through investing in Bitcoin in 2011 when its value was less than 10 cents. He's currently uh, dating Israeli model Kate Canolan. Wow, Kate. Kate. Why, Kate. girl? She's so hot, too. I saw a picture. I'm like, this motherfucker's not in jail. And then he, not only that, he has like Ferraris and a model girlfriend. I'm like, oh my God, come on, girl. Kay claims that she's never given right. Simon any coins and accused the three featured victims as faking a giant story. I don't know if I would fake this story because it's kind of embarrassing for them. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to admit your naivete you o- with that That's the thing one. about being a straight guy. You can always find a woman who will s- side with you. you. Like every time. There's always there's always someone who will side with you. You just got to be like, no one's on I my side. <laughs> right. And then also like yeah. this woman gets to speak for all women. Like she's just one random woman. These three right. women have very similar right. stories and they gave him a lot of money. Though he's deleted his Instagram, yep. Simon has also signed with a talent manager, <laughs> Gina Rodriguez of Giatoni Inc., in hopes of pursuing a career in the entertainment industry. Well, we know the man is good at lying. You know, <laughs> Hold, he might be what, able to act. What career? What does he want to do? Oh my God. What the fuck? Oh my God. Additionally, he's joined Cameo. He'll be hosting a game show next year. Yeah. Literally. He's on Cameo? Yep. For $300, you can have a personalized video message. And for $1,400, you can have business ones from Shimon. Brilliant mm. motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. That's a great Cameo. That's a great birthday idea. Shit. Right. You said it to him. It's like, hey, baby, it's me, Simon. 
I love you. If you send me $3,000, we can be like, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what I would tell, ask him, request <laughs> that he say. Like, I would request like him, tell, tell me about your enemies. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, wow. the enemies. We do, we do so want to know about the enemies. Simon's ex-bodyguard, Peter Pitor, has filed a cease and desist against Netflix for the depiction of him as a knowing accomplice to Simon. It's like, mm, maybe he didn't, maybe he wasn't knowing. He had to be a knowing accomplice. Come on now. Knew. You knew. So for you have he, some idea. Something. So for what he characterizes as an irreparable harm to his reputation and career, he's asking for 5 million euros, about $5.6 million. If you're a bodyguard, you what you talking about? Nobody is checking a bodyguard's resume. If you show up large, they will let you guard the entrance yeah. to any club. Yeah. <laughs> yep, just scare one person and you're in, yeah. If you show up big, they'll be like, you have the job. I don't think that they're checking <laughs> references. Like, yeah, yeah. they're not calling the last club you're at. Like, hey, 4040, was he... Was Pitor bodyguarding good? Was he? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They don't care. Though Simon has never been charged with his crimes outside of Israel, Cecily, outside of Israel, Cecily, Pernilla, and Eileen are still paying off their debts and have started a GoFundMe. So now the girls are like, can y'all fund us so that we can run Amex back their coins? Oh, mm. they've made it up to 164,000 euros as of today. That's. Wow, that's a, impressive. I, this is what I a picture like- of a hot girl will do. Netflix should pay them, but, you know. Right. They, I guess they had to appear for free for it to be, like, the docu-style. Because I think if you pay oh. people in that style, then it's, like, not seen as legitimate. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because then you could be, like, coercing them to say certain things or whatever. So I think that's kind of one of the stipulations. And then mm. when asked if he felt bad for what he did, Simon said, I feel bad for something. He said, I feel bad for something that I didn't do. No, I feel bad for whatever happened to myself. <laughs> R.I.P. Shimon. <laughs> Shimon, what happened to you? Oh, man. You stole a lot of money? I don't think anything happened to you, sir. Mm. Mm. <laughs> You know what, Simon? He probably going to be on our movie theater screens very soon. The way America's set up, this man is going to have the best career out there. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back for the end of the show where I have to let Corinne and Christina go. Scammer of the week. Robbery! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. I IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. 
Hi, I'm John Lovett, host of Love It or Leave It. Every week, I'm joined live on stage by incredible guests to break down the biggest and dumbest stories in politics and pop culture. And now, because there's too much news for just one show, join me and my friends, also known as beloved producers who have to be there, every Tuesday for a rundown of the latest headlines to help get you through another flawless week in our perfect society. Listen to episodes of Love It or Leave It wherever you get your podcasts, or catch the funniest moments on the Love It or Leave It YouTube channel. We're back. It's time for the end of the show. Scammer of the week. This is where we highlight a charlatan who's worthy of our praise, or maybe not. We will see. Today we're talking about Chinese student Zhou Yachi, uh, who spent 21 days eating free food, staying at luxury hotels, and using VIP lounges and facilities, and wearing expensive clothes and jewelry without spending a dime as part of an art project for her school. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love this chick. That's a good art project. <laughs> She said, so all she had to do was pretend to be wealthy, Beijing socialite. That's all she had to do. Um, so to pull it off, Zhao wore expensive looking clothes and a fake Hermes bag. She published it in a post saying, it's interesting how these materials are distributed. They are usually assigned to people who look like they already have a sufficient amount of wealth in life. So during one of her outings, she walked into a Louis Vuitton store where she was immediately shown a $1,400 handbag and offered an invitation to an exclusive exhibit. The rest of her time, she stayed in VIP lounges, eating from their buffets and sleeping on their new couches. So she would sleep in the hotel lobby. But because she had a Birkin, they were like, oh, yeah, no, let her nap. What? <laughs> That's all it takes, huh? Shit. And she was 23 years old. She filmed the experience, um, which premiered at the Central Academy of Fine Arts in Beijing. So obviously this is a class thing, and we all know about this. If you come in showing up like a vagrant off the streets, no, they're not going to let you sleep on their couch. But if you in Gucci and gold and a, a Hermes, they're like, she's tired from carrying her Hermes all day. Just let right. her nap. Somebody get her a blanket. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what is, what is she... Or something. Yeah. Did she scam these hotels out of staying there or scam people out of paying her? Or did she, was so she it was, legit an art project? She was scamming. So she, it was an art project for her, but obviously she also did run a little grift. She would just show up looking fine and she's a cute girl and looking rich. And so she'd go to the right. bar and people would pay for her drinks or she would go the, to events and they'd be like, come on in girl, free food, free drinks. Or she'd go <laughs> to the hotel and they'd be like, yeah, this is our fainting couch. Go off, sis. Like, and, and they just let her do whatever. I think this wow. is an excellent scam. Yeah, good for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And under the guise of education, which it is. I mean, it's just, it's already, but it's like, is this something that we didn't know already, girl? Right, right, right. That's more of a tip, like a hot tip. Right, yeah. that classism <laughs> exists and that yeah. it's just like rich people get free stuff, you know, but they uh, don't yeah. give the free stuff to the poors. They're like, right, right. you pay right now. Oh, right None this way, Miss Knowles, we have <laughs> a free boat for you. Just take a picture right. next to the boat, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Tag us and it's all yours. Tag us and you can have this home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we all know about this. Um, and we have a little video of her filming the art project. We'll take a little quick peek at it and we'll show you guys on the Instagram. Um, but I, I think this is cute. It's just, but I also think it's a bit of a scam because it's like, baby girl, we already knew this. But I love this for you. So here she is sleeping at the hotel. She's charging her phone. Oh, she got her Birkin with her at the gym. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's She's working out with no shoes on. She's in the sauna right now, still with her Birkin. Oh, my God. (laughs) Good angles. She's getting good angles. Damn, she was sleeping everywhere. She was sleeping in the gym. Wow. Okay, she's putting the food in her purse. She's putting her feet up on the couch. Damn. She's trying on emeralds. These are real diamonds. They're like, yeah, you can put this on. Oh, damn. Free samples everywhere she's going. I mean, yes. Oh, my God. I'm not mad at it. 
I don't know if it was some information that we didn't already have, but good for her for uh, putting light on classism whilst getting free things. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Oh, you guys were wonderful. We always ask on this podcast, where would you like to be found? Upcoming projects, socials, anywhere you'd like to be found. Um, we want to promote our special day. It's our debut stand-up comedy special um, where we each do half-hour stand-up sets. And then we open and close the special with uh, interactive segments with the audience. It's really fun. It's available to watch for free on YouTube.com slash guys we fucked without the you in fucked. Censor. Yeah, a little censorship. Okay. And then where can we find you guys on socials? I'm at Philanthropy Gal on all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And I'm at Christina Hutch. Yeah. And then Christina Hutch. And Christina spells her name K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. I love a non-traditional spelling. I'm L-A-C-I. So love that. Love that for us. Yes. And then as always, guys, send us in your letters. Snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. If you want to see the photos and the videos from this episode, scamgoddesspot on Instagram or scamgoddesspot on Twitter. And if you want to see my shenanigans, D-I-V-A-L-A-C. CID but Lacey on all platforms. Congregation, stay scheming. Damn goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargvo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Hey there, I'm Sujin Park. And I'm Kula Vilaisak. Join us for Add to Cart. Every week we talk about the things we buy and buy into and what they say about who we are. That's right, like our friend Nicole Byer. I am a lady who has many tabs open and they all have carts filled with things. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bajillion tabs full of stuff too? We'll break down what that says about you and us every week. Search for Add to Cart wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.